Warning, the following program contains adult language, adult themes, and spoilers. Viewer discretion is advised. Good evening and welcome to this week's episode of This Week's Episode. This is episode 110 for the week of January 11th, 2018. Filling in for Evan Goldstein, I am Chris Randazzo, and tonight I am joined by my excellent wife. See what I did there? Karen Randazzo. Mind if I smoke? (laughs) It was Karen's pick this week, and she went with the brand new season premiere of The X-Files, which I'm certain she has a great many thoughts on. Before we get to that, I'd like to take this chance to remind everyone that you can get in touch with us, with us at mailatgeekade.com. Just include this week's episode in the subject line and let us know what's on your mind, what shows you would like us to discuss in the future, or just how you're feeling about life, because we always want to hear from you, the listener. <coughs> so, here we are, uh, Karen and I. Um, I, uh, pfft, I can't even talk. Because Evan's missing. Evan's out of town for like... How many weeks? Like three weeks, Like I think? three weeks. Yeah, Evan's like off globetrotting fighting dragons or something like that. I don't He's know. He's just got better things to do, y'all. Seriously. So so he left us to do this show alone, which we're not going to do for long because next week we'll have a guest. But uh, this week, uh, Karen and I are, um, well, we're going to talk about the, the season premiere of the X-Files. Karen, I know you are a huge X-Files fan. I yes I at least I was. <laughs> <laughs> we talked a lot about the previous revival season of this show, which uh, and I for one I, I personally remember liking it overall. I, I think you did too, right? Yeah, it's a vague memory of yes liking it. Of course, after seeing this episode that we're talking about today, I'm kind of questioning everything I ever thought about the X Files. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, this is a this was this was quite a thing. This is a. Man, uh, I I'm I was really relieved when you had made a comment to me earlier about not digging it too much because I tuned out like halfway through this episode, <laughs> not not even halfway. I was just like, this is awful. I, this is just bad. The uh, yeah yeah. Why don't why don't you uh give us give us your thoughts since you're the resident X Files expert. Uh, run us through what the hell we just watched. <laughs> Well, I don't. I don't really know if I can run you through what we just watched. I'm not really sure myself. Um, I I guess I have two initial reactions. One is what? The other one is oh, <sighs> yeah, not good. Um, I don't know where these voiceovers came from. Just to start with, like the the opening of the show was like a three four minute monologue from Smoking Man. Which that was only three to four minutes. Uh, <laughs> no, nope. God, it felt like forty-five. It was. It was. It, and it wasn't. I mean, okay, fine. That's uh, you know, he's not. He's supposed to be a mysterious, shadowy figure, so it's not like we know a lot about him. And okay, show if you wanted to start off by giving his perspective. Okay, sure, fine. Um, but then it was like. Everything that happened from then on was narrated by Mulder, and I don't even know who he was talking to, 
or yeah, like to, to, in or a show. why he was telling us what we were watching. Like we're watching it. Yeah, and and you'd think that. All right, I, I have a couple of thoughts just popped in my head. Thought number one: you'd think we would know more about what the heck was going on, seeing as Mulder kept narrating it to us, but it was still confusing as all heck. Number two, exactly in a show where there's never been voiceover like this before, it's not done in this format. It's not you know, my name is Fox Mulder. It's it's not a freaking CW superhero show. So I don't know where this came from. And thing number three, that whole thing with the smoking man in the beginning, I, I don't know that you have any real frame of reference for this, but that reminded me of like the stuff in a Hideo Kojima Metal Gear game, like. <laughs> It was just, here's X-Files stuff, and we're going to splice in a bunch of, like, real news footage to add, like, political gravity to the to whatever it is that we're talking about here. And it's done better in the freaking video games. Like, the whole time I'm watching this, I'm, I'm like, this is, what the hell is this? This is, I, I get what you're trying to do, but this is a trope that is bad to begin with and if it's been done better in like a 15 year old playstation 2 game you you got some problems here <laughs> this is bad stuff yeah and like trump featured prominently in a lot of the real news footage that they used and i honestly cannot tell you whether like what they were showing us was trying to make him seem like it's he, he's great or he's not great like i just i mean obviously it's on fox so you know there's that but like I don't know. I don't like, either. It just it what it what it struck me as was it was making Trump's inauguration and the Trump presidency as something that is a extremely important thing in history. And without jumping yeah. into into a whole different conversation, I kind of wanted to barf all over the screen, and I kind of wanted them to just get back to what get back to the show. <laughs> Well, I think part of the uh, point of the smoking man's voiceover was like they've they've he and his shadowy organization have always controlled history. So like they I guess sticking all that in was sort of to add to that just like and here's the latest thing that you know terrible thing that we've made come to pass. You um, just did that in 11 seconds. Yeah, I sure did. You just they, and that was it. I understand that whole thing from what you just said in 11 seconds. And the show, no lie, it must have been at least a solid five of him just barfing the same thing over and over again. Like, we get it. We get it. And it was, a li it was like, much too heavy on, like, current events. Like, if you're trying to make this point, fine. But, like, don't just talk about everything that's happened in the last year. Talk about everything that's happened in in you know the entire span of smoking man's career which they did but they focused more heavily on the current events yeah seriously and, and like oh he was behind the kennedy assassination never seen that before yeah they beat that to death in the original series like they yeah anyway there was a lot of things that were very like this was a very Fox show or like a very Fox version of the X-Files which is weird because it was on Fox before but it was never this Fox but like all the car the car the extended car chase with Mulder and the Mustang and uh -huh. it's just so it was so masturbatory like just like yeah look at him driving his car and you know like Jesus Christ what am I watching this is not what I signed up for show 
And is Scully really going to go like driving like that? Like, well, I, I'm a doctor, so yeah, that was like pure I'm, character assassination right there. I'm just going to ignore all semblance of medical advice that I would give myself or anyone else, and I'm going to go drive when I can't even see straight. This is a good call. Yeah, uh, like a lot. A lot of the shows <laughs> seemed to be like that classic meme where everyone's like Scully, no, and she's like Scully, yes, or Mulder, no, Mulder, yes. Yeah, <laughs> like, pretty much. Yeah, it was like everyone telling someone else what they shouldn't do, and that person being like, "I'm going to do it anyway." Yes, and that was the whole episode. And like, that's not what the X Files is. And just really. That made me sad. Like and it what it, like I said in the beginning, it really made me question like is this show what was this show good or do I need to go back and check this out and like be sorely disappointed? Like was Mulder always this obnoxious? I used to have a super huge crush on Fox Mulder. Like was I just like that was my bad men phase that like I, look, I don't I don't think so because I remember us watching this that it wasn't that long ago the previous season and it was you know it had its moments of not so greatness but it was also i remember it being overall relatively good and this was not that this was like a totally different show and and speaking of totally different show so last season they spent all this time introducing us to i forgot all about her name being agent einstein like God damn it show. But they spent all this time introducing us to, was it Robbie, Amel, and uh, Girl from Six Feet Under as, like, the replacement Mulder and Scully. And then they were in this new episode for, like, what, 14 seconds? And only to do something that turned out to be incredibly dumb. Uh, like, what was it? They, they found her on the they side found, of the road or something? No, they, in her office. They found her in her office and they brought her back to the hospital where she could be, like, attacked by that dude. So, wait, what? And and how did that dude get? How was there nobody around for that entire fight? Like, what hospital is that secluded where there's just nobody around to to hear like all the noise coming out of the room of like her falling down and? Okay, my biggest problem with that fight, <laughs> she's like struggling with him on the floor. He's strangling her. He is like uh, on the point of killing her and and basically going to get away with it. And then Mulder just jumps up behind him and slits his fucking throat. Like, you couldn't have hit him with a chair and knocked him out. You couldn't have hit him with a leg shot. You couldn't have yelled, hey. Like, no, you just have to go for the fatal blow immediately. He's been watching too much Blind Spot. Or Fox. (laughs) I mean, Jesus Christ. What the hell? My biggest gripe is... And I, I, I'm surprised you didn't say this. He's on top of her, legs spread eagle. Her, her knee is right there. Knee him in the groin. There's that too. I mean, like, it, it was, I thought the show was setting us up for that because you can see it plain as day. Like, he is not guarding his area at all. <laughs> and there she's. There's a lot of problems. There was a lot of problems. There was no consequences for him to be like, no, like, Skinner did not come up to him afterward and be like so you killed him uh there's gonna be like a, a note in your file like that was just completely not mentioned at all like i get he was attacking her but like you that still doesn't you're a law enforcement agent <laughs> yeah seriously you're supposed to be one of the good guys you don't just go up and murder the dude like i get it he's attacking your woman but come on now like stab him in the leg or something like 
he just straight up executed the guy. Yeah. Not cool. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> and then the big uber gross reveal at the end. Oh, the, yeah. The, what the fuck? That was... What the... Uh, I mean, I don't think I knew that the smoking man was Mulder's dad, but maybe they mentioned that last season. I just don't remember. But uh, I mean, I guess I wasn't huge into the X-Files before this either. But you can't really be blamed for that. The original X-Files myth arc is like so complex and complicated that like I'm I'm not 100 percent sure that I remember that being true either. And I was a huge fan of the show. But now they're all like, so Mulder and Scully have this kid together, and that's kind of like this important thing. And now it's like, well, actually, they don't have a kid together. It's Mulder's dad's kid. So it's Mulder's brother, I guess, that's telepathically communicating to Scully about... I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm not watching any more of this. (laughs) I have tagged out. I feel that you will probably watch more of it at some point because I know you're such a huge fan. You've seen all of it anyway. That's like, you know, pretty akin to, uh, you know, us sticking around for heroes. <laughs> but uh, I don't yeah. know, man. This was this was brutal. This was just this not was... something I enjoyed in the least. I'll tell you what I enjoyed. I enjoyed Walter Skinner and his beard. Yeah, he looked pretty good. Walter Skinner needs to have his own show. He is the best. Uh, he was the only one in this episode making any sense or doing anything at all remotely good. And his beard, which very um, slightly reminded me of your father's beard. <laughs> but yeah, I, I was happy to see Skinner and that's about it. I guess I will because that last, you know, the the final plot twist at the end is more puzzling than anything else like I, okay you got me i i, I do want to know what the hell you're where you're going with this i mean obviously it doesn't have to be true that is also that's true it doesn't necessarily <laughs> need to be true but but it's <sighs> just weird like okay x-files i get that one of your most um, highly acclaimed episodes was the one was i think it was season six called home with the there was a lot of incest in it. There was these dudes. They were like three brothers, and um, they tried to keep the family line going with their mom. And they were extremely inbred and gross. And it was like, I mean, it was a cool episode. And it was, you know, if you know the X Files, it's one of the more famous and well-regarded episodes. That doesn't mean you need to take that aspect of that episode and be like, okay, let's jam that up to five hundred percent and make it part of this main plot. No, that's not good. Don't do that. Yeah, I don't. I guess I'll, I'll uh. take. <laughs> yeah, uh. I, mean, I guess we didn't say uh for the full time of talking about it, but we should bookend it. I think we were both thinking it. Yes. Um. I'll. I'll. I guess I'll be taking the hit and keeping up with this a little bit to see where it goes. And if it it if it takes a turn back into like sanity, I'll let you know. You know. Or even the good kind of insanity. I could be fine with that. <laughs> but no, this was, uh, to paraphrase Dave Chappelle, I wish I had two more hands so I could give this show four thumbs down. <laughs> I, w- I would like to formally apologize to anyone who decided to watch this show purely on based on the fact that we were going to talk about it this week. I- I'm sorry that I made you do that. And Fox should be too. Yes, Fox should be more sorry than me. Both the network and the Mulder. <laughs>
All right. Uh, I think that's all the X Files talk that we should we should put ourselves through or you through as well. Um, clearly, we did not like it. Uh, but if you liked it or didn't like it, I, we want to hear from you. We want to know what you thought of the show. So, uh, you know, send us a, a tweet, a, a Twitter tweet, and a Facebook face and an email or whatever, and let us know what you thought of the season premiere of the X Files. Are you going to keep watching it? Are we crazy for thinking that it was awful? Clearly, a lot of people disagreed with us on the Orville, so who the heck knows? Uh, we would love to hear from all of you about that. And uh, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to take ourselves a quick break. We're going to run some commercials because we do a whole TV thing. I'm going to do the Dragon Ball Super 60-second summary. When we come back, we're going to hit up the news. You're listening to this week's episode from Geekade.com. Stick around. Gabby continues with her series, revisiting books that were important to her in her youth and discovering new meaning in them as an adult. This time, she's reread How I Live Now, the story of a displaced American teen relocated to the English countryside in pre-war times, who finds a connection with her newfound family before being torn away from them, from them by conflict. It's a sad story with a rev- It's a sad story with a relevant message for the present day. Read all about it in Gabby Rereads, How I Live Now, located in the Think Tank. Over the past few years, some folks at Marvel decided that the Inhumans should be as popular as the X-Men. They had them fight one another in the comics. They stuffed them into TV shows, one of which is stunningly terrible. Everywhere you looked, Marvel wanted you to see and love Inhumans. The problem is, it didn't work. Like, at all. So Jordan and Brendan teamed up with Jonathan and Patty from the Mutant Musings podcast to poke fun at Marvel's colossal failure in their latest episode. Join in the fun in Nonstop Comic Shop episode 13, Oh the Inhumanity. New Year, New Music. Turn It Up's Janelle is back to let you know about the hottest hits to warm you up this freezing cold month. Learn about new releases from Bournes, Philip Phillips, Steep Canyon Rangers, and more. Plus, find out which week is jam-packed with new music. Get all this and more in Turn It Up, new music releases for January 2018. You can catch all this plus tons of other articles, videos, podcasts, and more right now at the all-new Geekade.com. All right, boys and girls, it is time for the Dragon Ball Super 60-second summary. Let's get started. Okay, so this week was a long-awaited episode. I was really excited for it because it was finally uh, the last two universes, Universe 7 versus Universe 11. I think it's 7, 11, I don't remember. They're finally fighting one another, and it was Goku versus Jiren straight off the bat. It was freaking rad. And like, uh, I think Gohan is fighting against Tapo, and I don't even remember who else is there. But, um, you know, Goku's fighting Jiren, and all of a sudden Vegeta pops in. Now they showed the preview of this, and Vegeta looked like he was holding his own against Jiren, and I was like... Come on, show. I know the power levels have been all over the freaking map, but there's no way Vegeta is holding his own against Jiren. Well, the way they portrayed it was extraordinarily cool because Jiren has this crazy attack that he threw at Goku and Vegeta was watching and he figured it out. And so he dodged the attack and he, he actually got in a shot on Jiren, which was super cool. But then Vegeta, in typical Vegeta fashion, got mad cocky about it and Jiren just beat the ever-loving garbage out of... I'm uh, sorry, Jiren just... just destroyed Vegeta. That was it. And that is the Dragon Ball Super 60 second summary. And I'm sure I can figure out how to turn my phone off at some point, And I did. Uh, I love this show. I hope you do too. That is all. And we are back. Thank you very much for sticking around for our commercials. Now it is time to talk about what's in the news. 
First up, this comes to us from CBR, uh, Comic Book Resources, I believe is what the CBR stands for. The headline is, Chances of Apple Acquiring Netflix in 2018 Are Increasing. I had heard rumbles about this before, um, and it was just really interesting to see this starting to pop up all over the place. Uh, boy, Apple wanting to acquire Netflix. That's an interesting thought. What do you think, Karen? I think that, uh, I don't know. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> Buying up streaming services seems to be the latest trend, uh, the latest way for big media corporations to make a bunch of money. So um, I don't see why Apple wouldn't want to do this. I don't see why Netflix wouldn't want to do this. Um, I don't know why anyone really would, anyone involved in this would not want to do this. What would be, what would be bad about this is my question. Well, the, the first thought that comes to my mind is if Apple decides to make Netflix uh, exclusive to their ecosystem, which would you know cut off Android users, uh, Amazon Fire Stick users, uh, every video game platform that's been streaming Netflix for years. Unless Apple wants to take the approach of you know keeping it kind of like the way you can put uh, you know iTunes on pretty much anything you want. That um, seems to be be the smart thing to do for Apple. It does seem to be the smart thing to do for Apple, unless they do a stupid thing like, I don't know, remove headphone jacks from all their phones <laughs> and uh, decide that they want to leverage Netflix's popularity into getting people to exclusively use their devices, which, <laughs> let's be honest, Apple took headphone jacks out of all of their devices, so who knows what they're smoking and what they could possibly do. But... This one makes me a little less wary than uh, I expected it to, but um, no, I guess we'll, we'll just kind of keep our eyes on it and see where it goes. Indeed. Uh, next up, this guy, uh, this came from came to my attention via IGN, but uh, this was all over the place. Uh, Game of Thrones' final season is confirmed for 2019, and I believe Rick and Morty is also in 2019. Uh, this seems to ma make a lot of people sad. Uh, I I'm, was kind of a, already expecting it, not until next year, right? Wasn't that kind of general knowledge? I don't know about that. Um, <laughs> when I saw this, and I actually posted it in our feed it, without verifying that you had already posted it, uh, and and my comment was, this from the Department of Total fucking bullshit? <laughs> like, what the hell, man? Well, I mean, it's uh, they had to wait till actual winter for them to... I want it now, <laughs> Veruca. I know. I get it. They want to take their time. They want to do it right. And I understand. And that's, they are HBO. They can do whatever the hell they want. But uh, it just makes me mad. It just makes me mad, yo. It makes me a little sad, but seeing as I'm not currently hurting for TV in the <laughs> least, I'm I'm cool. You know, take your time. This this was happening with me with video games. They're, everyone's talking about like, man, what, what new games are going to come out on the Switch next year? I'm like, I don't know. I haven't finished the ones I have. And I don't even have that many. So, TV, you take your time. You make sure it's good, and you 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 do what you're gonna do when you're gonna do it. I'm I'm set. <laughs> yeah, I I guess you have a point. <laughs> I, I guess I don't want to die at the hands of peak TV. So, <laughs> all right, this next one comes to us from superherohype.com. Gifted is renewed for season two, and that makes me happy because uh, there were things to like about this show. And is um, this the one we watched with Jonathan and Patty? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Was all right yeah it was all right and I, I can see it getting better i know jonathan and patty have been enjoying it or at least they were last i spoke to them about it and uh 
you know, it, it was a cool idea for a show. I'm digging on it. I, you know, I just want regular X-Men on TV, but I guess, you know, that's too much to ask for. So uh, I'll take this. I am interested to see how this goes with the whole uh, Fox Disney buyout, but um, you know, I'm 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 eagerly awaiting the day when uh, mutants start showing up in uh, the MCU. But I think they're going to take their time on that because they've got you know Fox already has another X Men movie like in the can more or less. So I feel like they're going to finish out what they got cooking, and then after this whole phase in. Uh, you know, the, the Marvel Universe ends, they'll start introducing uh, mutants, which will be a great way to rejuvenate that brand, you know. Uh, That's you know, a good point. You start getting, you know, actors like, uh, you know, uh, uh, Robert Downey Jr. and Chris Evans uh, retiring from their roles, uh, particularly Robert Downey Jr., um, you, you start to see that happening just because the actors are getting older. Uh, you know, introducing mutants and the Fantastic Four is a great way to just keep the MCU rolling. And just introduce new characters. It's a uh, it it it's great. So we'll see where that goes. Oh, I loved this next news story. Oh, this made me really happy. <laughs> I knew it would as soon as I saw it. <laughs> Animaniacs is returning with new seasons on Hulu. Uh, this uh, came to us from io9, and uh, this is really this is really neat news. Uh, what what an interesting thing to revive. I did also hear that the Hedda uh, was the, the showrunner from the original season. That's the original series has not been requested to return. But um, but Steven Spielberg is involved. Spielberg is definitely attached. Uh, so that's that's good news. Um, I, I feel like the irreverence of these characters is uh, something that is, I guess, sort of lacking in my life anyway. And uh, I, I liked so much about this show because it had... It had so much in common with the old Looney Tunes cartoons, but it, you know, it, it kind of fixed some of the sensibilities that haven't aged as well, like some of the the latent racism and uh, 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 crazy violence of the original Looney Tunes, which, you know, as kids it was a different time and I enjoyed it, but the kind of stuff that makes me ever so slightly uncomfortable to show it to my kids now. Not that I don't, I love my kids watching Looney Tunes, but you know, when you know characters pull out a gun and blow their brains out, it just kind of makes me feel a little uncomfortable showing it to my four-year-old but i'll live uh, i adored this show what was the you did you watch animaniacs Karen? yeah i mean i wasn't like a crazy rabid fan like some people are but i did like it quite a bit you were a big pinky in the brain fan i was i was narfing and pointing all over the place <laughs> which definitely which came from animaniacs you know yes. before they spun off, spun off and got their own show and i was looking at something earlier today that reminded me that at one point they shoved elmira from tiny tunes into that show i forgot all about that <laughs> I, I it's funny you say that because to me like m- in my brain, Tiny Toons and Animaniacs get mashed up. So, like, you know, it doesn't surprise me at all to hear that she was on that. I loved Tiny Toons, but I felt like Animaniacs was just like, if that was next level comedy right there. Like, Animaniacs was so insane. And I loved so much of the humor. I loved Slappy Squirrel. And I really hope that the way they do this show is the same way they did the original one, where it's like, here's a handful of shorts and not like, here's a half hour episode adventure. Like I loved the handful of shorts. It just felt like Looney Tunes. It was felt so, you know, it paid so much homage to old school animation. I, I, I loved it. So I'm and I also jazzed. think that the irreverence of it is like the, the current times are ripe for their type of irreverence. <laughs> Absolutely. 
All right, let's see. Next up uh, from Nerdist, we get that, uh, let's see, Jillian Anderson. Oh, why have I heard that name before? Uh, exits American Gods. Kristen Chenoweth may not return either. Uh, I didn't actually read this story, Karen. What's what's going on here? Why, uh, is, uh, why is American Gods uh, vomiting uh, characters? I don't know. It's kind of falling apart a little bit. Um, she's leaving because the original showrunners are leaving i guess it was the reason they were the reason that she was on board and she wanted to work with them and now they're not there and so she's not going to be there and uh she's got a quote somewhere in this article where she said uh I guess it's just she just said it meant their their not being on the show meant that she would not be appearing on the show. Huh. Uh, so I don't know. Um, it's that's the character that she's playing is a big one, um, and according to the fans of the show, one of the best parts of the show. Hmm. So that's a big uh, problem. And now Chenoweth is also saying. It depends on who will be taking over, and whether or whether they think she adds value to the show. Which, personally, I think Kristen Chenoweth adds value to everything she's in. But I don't know. Maybe they'll find some sort of person who's been buried under a rock who disagrees with me. <laughs> I can't imagine that. I, but, I don't know. I, I mean, we, when we talked about this show before i wasn't super blown away by it so this this doesn't mean a lot to me but uh, yeah unfortunately what we watched the pilot and that didn't really get into what makes american gods good so and we have not had the opportunity to further catch up on it so we have not had the chance to see it be really good so i think if you had seen it or if i had seen it i mean i I ha I can tell from knowing the source material that this isn't good for the show, but I think if you had seen it, you would agree with me. So let's make American Gods great again. Oh, uh, you want to skip ahead a couple of stories? We got another Jillian Anderson story. A yes, we down. do. That's a pretty Feed. good idea. Where is that? Um, it's from comicbook.com. I think you skipped right past it. There it is. X-Files star Gillian Anderson earns a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Yay! Good for her. She deserves it. I don't know if Duchovny has one, but she needs one. And I'm sure she feels really... I'm, I'm hoping that this happened, before, like actually happened before the new season of the X-Files started airing. <laughs> yeah, we wouldn't want people like running out there pooping on her star or anything. Seriously. Because, uh... But yeah, good for her. And, uh... She's she's one of the greats and oh yeah it's a, it's out there I don't know I'm <laughs> the star is being added but then there's a picture of her so maybe it's maybe this tweet saying the star was being added was like at the moment that it happened yeah, I don't maybe know. it only takes like 15 minutes to do it because <laughs> I just imagine like they would want to do oh. this Congratulations on being added to the Walk of Fame. It says. Okay, cool. Because like I, I can imagine them going to the ceremony and then like people coming in and be like, "Okay, no, you're not allowed to have this anymore. We've seen the new X Files. <laughs> <laughs> Go home." And she just hangs her head and slowly walks away <laughs> to sad trombone. Punches like, David Duchovny on the way out. 
<laughs> I'm sure he seemed to be having a really good time. And was he stoned the entire time? Um, <laughs> wait, Mulder or Duchovny? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> there was so like, I know there was points in the episode where he was supposed to look drowsy, but the whole time I was like, does he even want to be here? Because he looks like he's just collecting a paycheck. Whatever. Honestly, yeah, not to get back on the main topic too much, but everyone looked uncomfortable to be there, particularly Annabeth Gish, who was the sidekick to Smoking Man. Yeah, like, what the hell? Never mind. <laughs> just, just never mind. All right, so uh, coming to us from RadioTimes.com, when is the new series of Doctor Who on, Karen? When will we get more Jodie Whittaker? <sighs> In the fall. BBC America tweeted out today that um, Doctor Who will be returning in uh, the fall, along with a gif of her falling out of the TARDIS. <laughs> get it? No, oh, I get it. That's hilarious. <laughs> so, hey, yeah. coming this year. That's good. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know why I expected anything different, because it's a BBC show, and they do that. They make a short season, and they disappear for a fucking year. Um, but... I guess it's just confirmation that, you know, they're not going to jump in a time machine and make it be sooner. But maybe it'll come out for my birthday and that'll be nice. That would be nice. Uh, I, I don't that know. That would be a heck of a birthday present uh, to you. We'll just uh, have to wait and speculate some more and some more and some more, which Whovians are very good at. And as, you know, I previously stated, I can sit here and speculate about Doctor Who as long as I damn want to, so you know, <laughs> you can speculate about it after it's aired. You yeah, never just know. because you can retcon anything. Just because it's it's not going to be on doesn't mean I'm not going to be talking about it. <laughs> okay, our next story is uh, again from Nerdist.com. Uh, Nerdist says that Jermaine Clement says that Flight of the Concords will return this year. Yeah. That's a surprise. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's not the regular show. It's going to be a special. But it's new flight of the Concords. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is more Murray. Yes, more Murray. Uh, this is one of those things. That sometimes when they bring things back, it's like, oh God, why are you doing that? Just let it die. Like it was good. L- let's leave it alone. But this is one like I think we could stand to see more of. I think well, the yeah, whole I mean... reason that they ended the show <laughs> was that they just sort of ran out. They couldn't keep up with the pace of the show. Mm-hmm. And so having been whatever, how many years it's been since that show ended, uh, 2008, 2009. So it's been almost 10 years. So I would think that they by now they would have enough material built up to give us something really good. And I mean, not only that, but they left us, they left them in the desert. <laughs> yes, that, you know, it would be nice to get some resolution on that. I wanted to know what happened next. So, And also, you know, I mean, I think it's being brought back out of love. Clearly, these two guys are, st- you know, they've been doing various other things. I've seen both of them in lots of different other things. But uh, yeah, this the is fact an- that they still want to work together. <laughs> This isn't NBC dredging up the corpse of the office. This is like <laughs> two guys that want to do something and they're going to do it. So. And I say let them. All right. So uh, I'm going to leave this next one to you, Karen. Okay. Uh, you posted a thing about from CNN, uh, the Golden Globes, the winner's list. I love that the picture is the dude from um, 
uh, This Is Us. I'm glad he won an award. He Did he win it for This Is Us? Yes, he did. That's excellent, because that man deserved an award. Uh, he's <laughs> awesome. So give us the breakdown of the, the important stuff from the Golden Globes. All right. The Golden Globes happened. Um, I'm not going to talk a whole lot about it, because I didn't actually watch it, which is shocking for me, but... Shit happened. Weren't we watching the X Files instead of this? We were watching the X Files instead of the fucking Golden Globes. <laughs> a, a decision I sorely regret now. Um, as I try and scroll on my iPad to the TV things, but I mean, it, it, the winners were not surprising, um, but well deserving. But also, not a lot of stuff. Like we don't watch a lot of, um, you know. Uh, award-winning television which isn't to say what we watch isn't good but it's just not award caliber uh so you've got your handmaid's tale that you know was very very good but i've already spoken about the fact that i can't watch that in in these times capital t capital t um the marvelous mrs mizell won a couple of awards which um be happy to hear i'm interested in watching that uh, show. me too um especially now that we have the amazon app on the apple tv that will be easier to watch uh so that's definitely leaning me towards checking it out and big little lies once a won a bunch of stuff which again good for them i'm sure it's good i haven't seen any of it uh admiral holdo from star wars won an award in, in it in big little lies so good for her good for her um, but yeah, um, nothing, nothing shocking, nothing surprising. Uh, obviously there was the whole, uh, Time's Up movement being on display on the red carpet there. That was pretty cool. Um, one thing I read is that some, like, eight, I think it was, six or eight, like, prominent, um, actresses brought as their guests to the ceremony, um, some activists to sort of spotlight their causes. Like there was one woman who's in charge of a, a charity that benefited farm workers. And um, there was another one who was like one of the the protesters at Standing Rock, the water protectors. Um, so I thought that was really cool that they, they took that opportunity to, you know, everybody was saying, oh, they're just wearing black. Like, what's that going to do? Well, they're not just wearing black. <laughs> they're wearing black, and that's making a statement. They're also showing up with these people, and instead of talking about, uh, you know, what they're wearing, they're talking about this is what's important to us, and, you know, this is an award show, and it's nice that we're being recognized in our field, but the things that these women are doing are actually more important and it's more important for us that they be recognized. So oh, that was pretty cool. Now there was a uh, Natalie Portman calling out that her category, like what the best directors or whatever, were here are the all male directors or whatever. <laughs> yes, awesome. there was, that was also a nice little burn. Um, and although there was like a bunch of people being like, Oh well, what uh, what female directed movies should get nominated? And people are like Wonder Woman. I'm like, all right, Wonder Woman was all right, but come on now. <laughs> yeah, there was a, there was a pretty uh, I don't know I guess I don't want to say famous but buzzworthy tweet in response to that saying, well, there were only like seven percent of the top whatever movies were directed by women, and then it was like, well, buddy, that's kind of exactly the point. <laughs> that's literally what the point was. <laughs> She's not saying, "Oh, there were all these great movies that that didn't get nominated." It's like, did you more did ah. 
And at the same time, there was a great movie that was directed by a woman that was not. Uh, oh, that's true. What, what was that one? Lady Bird. That's right. Lady Bird. Yeah. Yeah. Heard, heard uh, it was good things about that. actually uh, the woman who I think the best actress won from that movie. And uh, yeah, Saoirse Ronan won best actress for that movie. But the director was not even nominated. So. Yuck. And then, of course, there's the whole people think uh, Oprah is running for president and. Can we just stop having celebrities run for president, please? Can we just just not do that anymore? Like, I get it. Oprah would be a step forward, but really? (laughs) Really? Oprah slash The Rock 2020. And then we would officially be living in idiocracy, or at least heading in that general direction. (sighs) Anyway, uh, so on to happier, brighter things. The Hollywood Reporter... Uh, is reporting that the Runaways and Future Man uh, were renewed for second seasons. I don't know what Future Man is. I don't know either. I've never um, heard of this before. I think it's something that got tacked into this story to give it exposure. Hooray. Um, I did hear Runaways is good, though. Yeah, I heard it was pretty great, and that makes me happy because I adore this comic book. Uh, I'm sad that I haven't watched it, but we don't have Hulu, nor do I have time time to watch it enough to pay for Hulu again. So I'll catch Runaways one of these days. That kind of runs. Yeah, what I heard about this is that it is from uh, the Runaways is the showrunners are from Gossip Girl and The O.C., which gives it a nice um, like teen drama flavor to it, Uh, because whether or not you like those those shows uh they are considered to be the best or not the best but good examples of that genre are so, we talking about runaways or the other show uh, i'm saying the gossip girl and oc are well regarded examples of teen drama and that the showrunners from those shows are in charge of runaways runaways that was okay i wasn't sure which one of the shows oh they were i, I sorry <laughs> so so i mean that's what i've heard is that from people who have both read the comic and watched those shows thought, oh, that's a good good match of uh, material. And that makes sense. Creator. To me. Um, and I am just reading that uh, Future Man stars Hunger Games alum, alum Josh Hutcherson, who played PETA. Hmm. Um, and he is a janitor by day and gamer by night who is recruited to travel through time in order to prevent the extinction of humanity. Holy shit, I want to watch this show. (laughs) Sold. (laughs) Yeah, I'm game. All right, uh, speaking of good news, uh, well, at least potentially good news, EW.com reports that ABC boss cautiously optimistic about S.H.I.E.L.D. and Once Upon a Time's futures. Oh, that makes me so happy because we just decided to catch up on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. this past week. And it's the best decision we ever made. <laughs> Holy crap, this show is so good. Like, this, la- the last season was great. I was really happy with the previous season. All the framework stuff is wonderful. But, man, this season has just been... It's kicking ass. It's killing it. It's, killing it. <laughs> it's really great. It's really, like, funny and interesting and exciting and, like, all the plot twists and turns that are happening... Kind of don't see coming necessarily. It's it's surprising and it's fun and it's just they're just doing a great job with that show. And they're like just uh just shy of a hundred episodes in that series. Like 
Whoever thought that would happen, man. Seriously, man, when you think about how far this show has come, and if you watch, if you like the MCU, if you really like the Marvel movies, you really got to just do yourself a favor and watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Don't even, don't don't go back. Like, maybe go back to last season or even the season before. There's been so much great stuff on this show over the years, but honestly, like, it is as good now as it has ever been. Uh, it's so, it's just really solid stuff. And once upon a time, I don't even know what the hell is going on. Yeah, man, show. what the hell? According to this article, I actually did read, read most of this one. There's like, they, they kind of soft rebooted it. Yeah, they did. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That's cool, man. Whatever show you, you do you. If uh, people are digging it. Good for them. <laughs> exactly. I, I don't begrudge anyone this show. We watched it for a while and eventually gave up because that kid was the worst, but no, Henry's not on the show anymore, and I don't know that the actress who played Regina always seemed pretty cool, and she's in the picture. So I don't know. Good times, hooray for ABC, uh, keeping around some some pretty cool shows. Uh, and and similarly speaking, also from CBR, the CW boss is surprise surprise confident Arrowverse shows will be renewed. Well, there's a shocker. <laughs> what kind of makes me laugh about this headline is like, isn't he the one who decides if they're renewed? <laughs> like, that's a good point. I didn't think of that. <laughs> well, of who, course, these shows are going to get renewed. Every- who, if not if not the people in charge of the network, decide whether the shows get renewed? This is absurd. And, you know, I'm glad to hear it. This stuff's all been going well this year. I, I don't think any of the shows are particularly bad this year. You know what I mean? Like, obviously, we hate Iris. Um, but th- there's enough inner like the, the villain in, in flash is genuinely interesting. I want to know more about him and his motivations, all that stuff. And, you know, arrow's been interesting and, and supergirl has been great. And I'm sure legends of tomorrow is still a television show. So <laughs> the black uh, lightning is, uh, coming back like, or starting up, I guess next week. Yeah. And that's, I, I still find it weird that that's not connected to the Arrowverse, but I'm yeah. sure it will be someday. Cause you know, multiple multiverse theory yada 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 That's yeah you, you, uh, you never want to close that door really exactly and I'm, i would be fine with that it does look like an interesting show i'm curious how much how much it's going to be like these other shows because it's you know it's it's such a neat time to have all this great uh superhero tv going on and uh i love that despite the just the the dumpster fire that is the DC uh, expand expanded universe, whatever the E stands for, and the the DC movies are just such a flaming series of turds that this Arrowverse, the TV stuff, seems to be you know really just holding its own and, and doing well without Batman and Superman. You know, that's it's there. None of these these are these are your B listers, and um, and they're they're holding their own. Well, except the Flash. I guess the Flash is an A lister, but. You know, Green Arrow, Supergirl, like, as far as the comics are concerned, they're not the biggest They're of not names. the headliners. They're not the headliners. and But they are on the CW, and they're fantastic. And I'm, I'm glad to see this existing. I'm also interested to see Black Lightning because I've recently been reminded of other things that that actor has done besides his guest spot on uh, Sports Night. And, uh, I don't know. Oh, my God, that's... <laughs> that is Steve Saris. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And while you oh, laugh about that. There needs to be a character named Felicia on that show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, while you laugh about that, uh, he has also played uh, a character called Deshaun Hardell from 90210. Uh, there's mm. a throwback for you, for all you girls of my generation. And he played um, 
Wallace's real dad on Veronica Mars, which I've been rewatching. So uh, it's just a, it's he's been in the forefront of my pop, uh, pop culture consciousness for a little while. So um, I'm, I'm primed for some starring roles out of this guy, out of Chris Williams. So good for him. Awesome. All right, next up we have, uh, they released an expanded trailer for Alex Incorporated, uh, which is, in case you were wondering where Zach Braff has been, uh, apparently this is where he's showing up next. I still don't know where he's been besides playing the sloth in that uh, Zootopia movie. But uh, this show looks, I don't know. I got mixed feelings on this show because it, it, there's there's points in the trailer where I think, all right, yeah, this could be a genuinely good show. And then there's other points where I'm like, boy, this looks like schlocky ABC television. Yeah, it, it does look like well, one of those things that could be uh, a victim of its own wacky premise. Yeah. I mean, there is a reason like he he says in the in the trailer, it literally says maybe there's a reason why I shouldn't re- restart my career as a 37 year old dad. And well, there, is, there, there, there are reasons why people don't do that in real life. So the fact that they're doing it on a TV show doesn't necessarily bode well for it. But it does look cute. It does look funny. Uh, it does have uh, his wife is played by uh, real Eleanor from The Good Place. I don't know if you caught that. Oh, that's why I recognize her. Um, and, I couldn't place her. Uh, I, w- one of the things that... Um, that interested me about this expanded trailer was the um, the workplace that they, he seems to be going to. Um, it seems to be one of these shared, like, creative workspaces where people who, like, want to start their own business. I forget what exactly it's called, but it's, it's just, like, a place where if you want to start a business but you don't, like, have an office... You can kind of like rent space in this, you know, not by the hour even. Mm-hmm. And so you don't necessarily have a permanent place of business, but like this is where you go to work. And I think this is at least in cities more of a like common thing as people start to like figure out their own kind of niche business type idea things. So that's something we haven't seen before and I'd like to see it on TV and see more about it same here and there's also the the fun hook of watching a tv show about some successful person quitting his job to start a podcast empire like gee (laughs) i didn't quit my job to start a podcast empire (laughs) (laughs) yeah um we'll see about that that is that that is part of the uh the premise that (laughs) that worries me part of the draw for me is to just as somebody who is involved in a website that hosts a multitude of podcasts. I am curious. I want to see if this show tackles things like, when am I going to find time to edit all this stuff? You know, I, I, I want to see if there's how this show handles that. If it's, you know, as good, as great as TV shows have typically handled video games, or if they actually do have some semblance of, uh, attachment to reality on it. So I don't know. I've, I'm rewatching Scrubs now, so uh, I'm actually almost done it. I only have uh, the, the final offshoot season um, and, and a half to do. So I, I dig Zach Braff, and so I'd like to see what this show has to offer. I guess we all will. Um, you know, I'm going to skip. Uh, actually, no, we already talked about this one. So uh, this last story brought me so much joy. <laughs> 
I smiled ear to ear when I saw this one. USA Today reports Johnny Galecki expects Big Bang Theory to end in 2019. Free at last. Please, free at last. Please, please. Thank God that, Almighty we're free at last. That stupid young Sheldon show seems to be doing well, so we're not done with it entirely, but... I would still love to see this show just not be a thing anymore. I would love for it to be over. I'm sure it will get replaced by something equally repugnant, but in the meantime, I, I'll just take my joys where I can find them. Now, granted, in this, they say this is one of those, like, well, yeah, the show's gotten stupid expensive because every person on it gets, like, a million dollars per episode. Come on! Uh, and... So... All right, but whether or not you like it, which clearly we don't, um, that is kind of like the going rate for stars of the most popular sitcom on TV. And that's the thing. Like, they, they, they were talking like, oh, actors tend to do this when their contracts are getting close to expiring. Like, they could keep it going for another 10 years if they wanted to. And this is just them kind of throwing out there and be like, well, you know, we could end the show. Unless they give us more money. I mean, crap, I think the cast of The Simpsons did that like 20 years ago. And they're still like, I can't believe they're still paying us to do this show. So, I don't know, man. I saw this headline and I, I nearly jumped out of my chair. Uh, the, the potential joy of just no longer having to see promos for this show. Except, you know, obviously in the next... I'll be seeing promos for the rest of my life because it will always be in syndication somewhere. But <laughs> it'll be at least easier to avoid during like, you know, when Karen's watching football. That's true. Uh, yeah, I guess I guess that's it, right? Is there? Yeah, do, let's do end on a happy note. Yeah, let's end on a happy note. That's our show. Uh, thank you very much for listening. Join us next week when we are going to be joined by special guest Ferg from the Please Stand By podcast and the Atari Twenty Six Hundred Game by Game podcast, as well as I believe several others uh, that I'm just forgetting to mention uh, as of right now. As our guest, we let him pick the show for next week, and he settled on a show called Voyagers, season one, episode twenty, Jack's Back. Uh, it's from the early '80s, and it's a show that I've never heard of before, and I know nothing about. Uh, Karen, you, you don't know this show, do you? Nope. Awesome. So, um, the way Ferg put it to us was, uh, well, at least, at least he put it to me. I was talking to him and he, he said, uh, he's rewatched a lot of shows from when he was younger and, uh, this one he recently rewatched and he thought it held up pretty well. Uh, he's not a hundred percent sold on whether or not we'll think it has held up well. Uh, but a lot of shows from this era have not held up well, but yes, I believe it's from like 1981 or 82. Oh boy. So, it's 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 old, not like you know super old, but it's as old as as I am. So, hooray for that! I I'm excited to watch it. I'm very curious to see what kind of thing it's like. And Ferg is just a super cool guy. So if you haven't listened to anything that he has done before, check out his podcast. He's really really fun to listen to. So, uh, that's all. That's all we've got for you. Uh, let's go through our regular spiel. Is that you can get in touch with us at mailgeekade.com as well as all flavors of social media that we inhabit. You can like us on Facebook with both the Geekade page and the This Week's Episode page. Find us on Instagram at Geekade. Subscribe to our YouTube and Twitch channels for all our latest video content. Follow us on Twitter at the underscore Geekade or follow this show specifically at Twepcast. You can also find us individually on Twitter. I'm at Geekade Chris. That's Geekade K-R-I-S. Karen is at shoot underscore the underscore moon. And our 
Absentee Evan is available at Geekade underscore Evan. If you're interested in more information about anything we discussed here tonight, be sure to check out our show notes. And while you're at it, you can also subscribe to this and any of our other wonderful podcasts on iTunes or Stitcher. Or if you're super nice, you can leave us a review because any and all feedback is welcome and appreciated. Again, always remember to keep your eyes on Geekade.com where we post something new every single day. And that's it. Um, we're going to call it a night. Uh, on behalf of Karen and myself, uh, thank you for listening, and we'll see you next week. And this concludes our broadcast day.